following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Hey, coming to you live on tape on this Monday, August 28th, 2023. The fantasy football season is now full go. The preseason, thankfully, is over. They really have just sucked everything out of the preseason, haven't they? It's something we've talked about. Podcast past, obviously, don't want to retread old convos, but God, I mean, you used to really get that third game that was fun to watch, and now it's just, yeah, I you know, a series here that's worthwhile, a series there that's worthwhile. You know, everybody's talking up the Giants at one point, I think it was game two, and I was like, oh shit, what did I miss? You go to the NFL app and you start watching on that game replay or whatever, and it's like, shit. Jones and Waller played like one series. It was, that was it. Same thing with Rodgers for the Jets this weekend. People were talking about him suiting up. Everybody got stoked. And then you turn it on and it was like, okay, I guess. A series or two. But anyway, now that all of that garbage is behind us, flushing away, the regular season is staring down the barrel of the gun. Next Thursday, kickoff, Thursday night. And as a result, now... Everybody is in full swing with their fantasy drafts. I have gotten in four, I think, as of right now. And it sucks because I have gotten the same garbaggio for everyone. I have either been two or 11 and 12. Two or 11 and 12. I, I'm like on either, I'm on the bookends. They call them rich bookends, Eggy. They don't call me that at all. But for this year, it has limited me in my enjoyment because I'm getting the same goddamn teams. Every every draft, 1 through 10, has been the same cast of characters. Same cast of characters. You could just, I mean, you could rattle them off, right? So it goes Chase, Jefferson, Eckler, McCaffrey... Um, uh, that, that was four. Uh, Kelsey has gone in all of them. Uh, that's five. Uh, running back. Oh, uh, Bijan Robinson. That's six. And then I need like seven, eight, nine. Uh, I don't know who I'm forgetting, but it's the same ten guys. So if you're at eleven or twelve, you're dealing with the same population of players, and it's. I mean, you're kind of handcuffed to a wide receiver approach, in my opinion, because there's a lot of risk in the Chubbs, Barkleys. I I guess you could kind of throw it up into a running back wide receiver, but I think that you can probably fill your running back slots with okay points later and get more point potential in the wide receivers at the... One, two turn, my opinion. 
But it's just frustrating because I'd like to have a little bit of variety. I still have a couple lined up, so maybe I'll, you know, get my feet wet with some of these other players. But boy, oh boy, I, you know, when you just get stuck with the same position in multiple drafts, it really just kind of like suck a little bit of the thun, fun out of it because you're kind of like, oh man, I want to change it up. I can't change it up. What am I going to do? I'm going to do two running backs here at 11, 12? No, I, I don't want to do two running backs. F that. Screw it. Anyway, um, but so now today, me and my brother have got one more player position fantasy show we were going to fit in, and that was going to be running backs. I've got to say, I, look, he's got two kids. He just had uh, his second Carter, who's two months old as of the 26th. And then I've got two kids who are actually gone, which is why I can fit this in right here. And my wife is off doing her new coaching gig. Uh, she has got a new position at uh, our old alma mater high school. Coaching the field hockey, if you will. Sticks and chicks. Uh, which is fun even as you get later in life. And so she's gone, and I was like, ah, shit. All right, I can't get my brother, can't get this running back thing in. Maybe we'll try to do that later tonight or tomorrow. But in the meantime, I, you know, I'd like to get a little active, and I'll do my tips and tricks. Tips and tricks show, right? Not that anybody gives a shit, but I'll do mine. How many do we do? I don't know. Why don't we do five? How about five tips and tricks? Five? Five? Why not five? Why not six? Oh, shit, why not six? Why not seven? Eight? Ah, let's do ten. It's just like the 40-year-old virgin, right? Three dates. We don't need three. How about five dates? Six dates, you know? Me and my wife do that. We just do it with months before we have sex. That's what we do. We don't do dates. We do months. Three, I'll see you. Three, six. Six, I'll do 12. I swear, real life help on me sometimes. As is every male. Uh, so, and, and I'm sure every wife is sitting there uh, you know, saying that they're the real life Peggy Bundy. Well, they probably wouldn't want to be Peggy Bundy, right? But, but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, sometimes life imitates art. So uh, I, uh, we'll do 10 little uh, tips, tricks for your fantasy football uh, enjoyment, if you will. Uh, lack of a better word, my brain freezing up. So we'll start off here. Here's the first one. It seems pretty evident pretty obvious, but the more and more you go into fantasy drafts and you see people that jump into it, uh, it, it's not apparent to a lot of people, but you really have got to understand your scoring system, right? You got to understand your scoring system, league requirements. Is it a tight end league? Is it a two quarterback league? Know the scoring system. You get two quarterbacks, it's got a huge uh, impact on the draft dynamic compared to one. A lot of the drafts that I'm in are no tight end. The tight ends get rolled into the wide receiver. And so that has a definite impact on everything because, you know, the Kelsey tight end strategy gets thrown out the window. And then otherwise, when you're in a tight end league, you're like, oh, maybe I can do Kelsey and Mahomes and maybe ride that all the way out. I don't know. We'll try. But you should really know everything going into the draft and how it plays out. Uh, I, I think there's some sites that do, you know, that, that will project points based on the scoring system, and then you can put in, you know, put in stats, if you will. I don't know if that's needed for everybody that's playing fantasy football and has done so for several years, but whatever it takes for you to get your hands around the scoring system, review last year's player pool. See what they did. 
Put it in order. Uh, I would do it by, you know, points per game and see in your league who lined up, you know, toward the top. What what positions were most populous and maybe you don't need to invest in? How does it work out? But know your scoring system. That is going to be the number one tip out of Rich Eggie's mouth here on Monday. All right, now number two. Number two is think ahead. Think ahead. Consider the next two, three guys that you want, right? Because what happens if you're sitting there and you've got your strategy all lined up and then all of a sudden it's gone, gone, gone. Oh, my God. I put three, three sleepers out there that I really want this here in round seven, and they all went off the board. I mean, now what? Well, now i got two minutes to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, now it's pressing 15 seconds, and... Mm. Ah, shit. Now it just auto-drafted, uh, you know, uh, Miles Garrett, because I'm in IDP League. <laughs> IDP League we were in, uh, it was CBS Sportsline, actually, and it, it kept putting Miles Garrett at the top of the auto-pick. So everybody who had trouble trying to get something through, they got Miles Garrett. And everybody's like, God damn it, uh, come here, stop it. He got Miles Garrett again. I was like, I don't know how this happened to all you guys, but I, you know, there was people that were struggling a little bit with trying to get uh, the CBS site. And then everybody thought it was a CBS site, and they were saying, let's go to here. And then I was in an ESPN draft, and people were saying the same goddamn shit. It was, oh, ESPN's all screwed up. Let's go to Yahoo next. I, you know, it is what it is. But... To my point, think ahead of time, right? And get ready for what happens if what you were looking at is no longer there. Number one, because you don't want to be up against the clock. And number two, you don't want to have buyer's remorse if you're rushing to get a pick, right? Number three, here we go. Know your strategy and also know its limitations, right? Everybody's going to go in wanting to do something. Some people don't. They'll pick... Best player on the board. And nowadays, thanks to the intranets and all of our technology, it's very easy to sit there and just wait to see what's at the top. It kind of kills the arbitrage that used to exist within fantasy football back in the day when you did, you know, I mean, the first thing that kind of leveled arbitrage was the draft boards. And I'll get to those in a little bit because there were some things that you used to be able to do that other people don't do. And they still might not do it. But the boards kind of evened that out a little bit because everybody was able to see what they were doing. You didn't have to write anything down. You didn't have to pay attention. Um, and then after the boards, the internet really throttled everything. Because if you weren't doing it in person... And you're sitting there behind a computer and ESPN.com is just telling you the next best player up. If it's idiot number one, two, and three, they can't screw up that bad. It's right there in front of them. Anyway, going back to your strategy, everybody's going to go in and say, I want to do this, right? My strategy this year personally has been uh, dumping on wide receivers quite a bit. Because I feel as though, you know, I can fill in running backs later on and maybe not suffer as such a big point fall at that position. However, if somebody falls and is just staring me, B. John Robinson, he comes to me, you know, at 10, 11. I want to go wide receivers. B. John Robinson staring at me for whatever reason at 10, 11. I'm probably taking B. John Robinson, right? 
and you got to be able to flex. And now all of a sudden you're going to, oh, all right, well now I'm going to be short on wide receiver. So what am I going to do here? Does that make me flip and pick another running back and try to go heavy there and, and milk the, the running back talent pool? Or do I go running back wide receiver? You, you have to understand what you're doing and, and the limitations. You got to be able to change on a fly. It's very similar to thinking ahead because you just don't want to be caught without an idea of what you're doing. And then all of a sudden it's two or three rounds later and you look back and you said, I son of a bitch, I shouldn't have picked that guy right there because that screwed up everything afterward. Everything afterward, right? So anyway, like Tyree Kill, for example, last year, not this year, Tyree Kill has flown up to, oh, he's one of the top 10 guys, right? I was trying to think of, of I got like six, seven, right? And I forgot a couple. Tyree Kill, he, he's always off the board. Um, Tyree Kill fell all the way to the second round last year in one of my drafts. And I was sitting there, I, I, I didn't say anything. I'm just like, holy shit. Fuck, Tyree Kills falling. He was one slot away from me. And I, I I screwed up mightily in this league. I think I I went Harris first in that one. I think I got not did I go Najee first in that one? I can't remember off that top of my head, but Hill was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna Hill, I'm gonna pounce on this. Oh yeah, I wanted Jefferson first. Yeah. And the guy the I wanted Jefferson, the guy before me picked Jefferson, I went with Harris. And then uh, going back the other way, I wanted Hill and the guy behind right in front of me picked Hill. So Hill went in the second round of this league super late. Right? If that comes to you, you got to be able to change up everything and just grab him. Why is he slipping that hard? Now, obviously, this year is completely different. But point is, is that you, you have to be able to think on the fly, know your strategy, be able to change it, know the limitations, etc. Goes hand in hand with, with number two, which was thinking ahead. Uh, four, follow the roster composition of your opponents. This has gotten easier over the years because now many of the sites allow you to see these kind of things. If you use Sleeper, uh, the Sleeper Fantasy site, they do basically a draft board the same way that the draft kits work where they color code everything for you. So they put the draft board up there. Quarterbacks are red, running backs are blue, wide receivers are green, and that lets you follow everything quite easily. If you're doing anything live uh, that doesn't have a draft kit or doesn't have anything color-coded that makes it easier for everybody, you know, you, you should keep track locally on pen and pad, old school, or, or computers, whatever you want, of what everybody's doing. Because let's say you're not big focused on quarterbacks, right? You really don't care about them. Uh, you don't necessarily want to stream them, but you're not heavily invested. And 10 of the 12 teams have picked a quarterback. At this point, what are you going to do? You're not going to go for a quarterback, not this round or next round. I mean, you might as well stock up on wide receivers, a backup running back, backup tight end, whatever it is. Because as everybody else has wasted that pick that you don't necessarily care about because it's not part of your strategy, with a quarterback, you have been filling up your roster with other depth. And then you turn around and you're the guy that gets, you know, Dana Jones. <laughs> You walk away. <laughs> Danny Jones on your lips. <laughs> but I, I have Danny Jones, but I'm not a uh, Eddie Murphy, old school. Anyway, you can finish it. Nowadays, I'm not going to do it. Uh, anyway, no, follow composition of your opponents. Understand the flow and how the draft can go, how that affects the talent pool, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So another one. That's not it, you dumb shit. That's it. Uh, don't reach. I, 
it's probably the hardest thing to do in fantasy sports. I do it all the time. Everyone wants the front one players because you want that guy, right? You know something that somebody else doesn't know, and you're going to pounce on that player before anybody else does. This usually goes probably most with run with, with rookies, maybe some second year guys, right? But those are the two that you kind of fall victim to with this aspect of reaching for picks, where. You know, B. John Robinson's obviously a lock, right? I've been fighting myself this year with Tank Bigsby, right? Because he's had a phenomenal preseason. I, I fumbled in this last game, but he's had a good preseason. Travis Ation gets hurt every here and there. And so the question becomes, do I want Bigsby if I don't get Ation? Do I want them both? Where do I go? Jalen Warren, another guy. You get Jalen Warren if you are a Najee owner, or do you front-run the Najee owner and try to grab him early, thinking that he's going to get you know more PT and possibly dethrone Harris as the lead back, point production, or PT, whatever it is, right? And so that causes you to jump the gun and then fire off on, you know, insert player here earlier than anybody else even would have thought about. Now, IDP leagues, you'll see this quite often because everybody loves to grab the hot player of of the year for defense. And it, and it's always somebody, right? You know, Foyer, I think, is probably going to be the guy this year. Years past, it was Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, sorry. Uh, you know, years past, it was, you know, just insert player, right? Um who was the first guy I remember that everybody just started jumping on? Um, oh, damn it. The, the uh, He retired early. The linebacker from the 49ers. Help me out, guys. I can't hear you, so what the fuck good is that going to be? But anyway, um, I'll remember. Uh, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Willis. So Patrick Willis blows up, and then all of a sudden everybody's picking him. And they're picking him you know, two rounds earlier than anybody was thinking about going defense because everybody had to have Patrick Willis because throw up monster numbers, right? And, and it was good, but you're losing out on depth at wide receiver, and so when, I, you know, she, you know, I, I, I don't know, when Barkley blows his knee out, or when Odell goes down for the year, or when Rodgers, you know, breaks his collarbone, you know, you're like, oh shit, why did I go and grab fucking Willis and Khalil Mack that fucking early? That was a mistake. Right? So, don't reach. It's hard to do. I do it too. But you shouldn't draft players because you like them at the sacrifice of the talent on the board, right? You, you have to think. Uh, again, these all things kind of intertwine one with the other. Um, but try it best you can not to reach because you'll just be regretting it later. Uh, number six, beware of rookies. Everyone loves them. I do too. I have loved the rookie running back forever because the rookie running back Almost always produces. Not always. I mean, you know, your Cedric Bensons and, you know, Kajana Carters. And I mean, there have been an infinite amount of, you know, rookie running backs that have just crashed and burned. But the ones that work out, they work out from day one, right? And this is now, you know, the nightmare that follows them with their contracts because they've been doing this shit since they were 12 to 14 years old. So there's a lot of tread 
taken off those tires. And so you get your big monster contract, you know, out of a rookie. And then you get franchised. And then you get franchised again. And then at that point, you're like 28, 29. And, uh, you know, the NFL and these teams are done with you. And then you're Ezekiel Elliott and you're bouncing around. You're, you're playing on a, you know, whatever, a one-year deal worth, you know, six million. What the hell did he, we, we talked about it last week. I forget what he got. But, you know, I mean, you're not getting multi-year deals. Right? I, Josh Jacobs comes in. One-year deal. $12 million. Okay. Whoop-de-doo. What the hell just happened? What happened to this position? You know, this used to be big monster money. And now, all of a sudden, we're getting one-year deals. Right? I, the, obviously, and again, uh, repeat myself quite a bit here because a lot of these things are, are, are thematic and I, they're not going away. But, you know, I, I mean, Zeke did it the way that you should do it. You know, McCaffrey... I don't even think McCaffrey held out, but I think he just made a stink and, and he said privately, look, look, you're going to give it to me now in year three because if you don't, uh, I'm just going to hold out, right? So, and that became, that became the running back plan was I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be fucking uh, Le'Veon Bell. So I'm going to, you know, throw my, my hissy fit year three and we'll, we'll deal with it then because at that point, I'm still under my rookie deal. You can't franchise me. I'm sitting out, and you're expecting me to come in, and, you know, let's just do an extension and get this shit done, right? So, uh, anyway, uh, rookie running backs work out. Rookie wide receivers tend not to, but the NFL is definitely in uh, a an era of change right now where you're getting to see a lot more of the college game and the college approach. And to that extent, you know, like high school approaches, you know, kind of funnel their way in. Flexibility in offensive systems, everything's more wide open. Ever since they've downgraded the defense and the physicality on that side, um, you know, you, you see a lot more, you know, it's like the inclusion of the zone defense in, in the NBA, right? Everything is changing nowadays. You know, the 3-4s, three 4-3, four you know, I mean, it's more, you know, you're getting multi Cornerbacks, dimebacks, you know, the game is just different, right? And so with that, sometimes the rookie wide receivers translate easier than they have in years past. Um, Not always, but, you know, you're seeing it more. I have tried to stay away from rookie wide receivers except for later rounds, uh, you know, kind of banking on their possible late, late season potential. Uh, You know, there's not too many Randy Mosses that walk through that door. Right, and so when they do, it's fantastic, but it it those talents really kind of don't come around all that often. Sometimes they do, you never know. But uh, you know, I, I think rookies are something to be aware of if you're going to invest in rookies. I think IDP and running backs is uh, the closest one for one that you're going to get with them. Wide receivers, there's a there definitely is a little bit of a ramp up. Uh, period, uh, you know, like Garrett Wilson, you know, he, he came along nicely last year, except for, you know, obviously the quarterback problems that he faced, that being Zach Wilson. Um, but again, just be aware of rookies because it is a mixed bag sometimes. Uh, you know, I would say linebackers, safeties, running backs are a little easier to uh, forecast your your the points that you're going to get out of them uh, versus, uh, you know, for say quarterbacks and wide receivers. Anyway, um, and on the flip side, right, we're talking about rookies. Well, beware of old players. I stay the fuck away from old players best I can. Now, I've gotten caught this year because I've gotten Devontae Adams, I think, on two teams because he's just there. Because, like I said, I'm at 11-12 on these drafts, and Adams is always there. I've been getting CeeDee Lamb and, and 
CeeDee Lamb and Devontae Evans. Uh, Devontae Evans. Devontae Adams. And actually, we're uh, my brother and I are in the CBS uh, Fantasy Football Today podcast uh, charity fundraising uh, fantasy football league, which is awesome. We are in Dave Richards' league. Kicked off today. It's like four hours a pick. Uh, you can pick whenever. It's four hours during the day, and then overnight, there is no time period. So if you're not paying attention, you, there's no risk to you. Uh, and that kicked off today, and that should be pretty fun. Um, I, you know, We're in his league. I think Azer does a league, and I think Eisenberg does a league too, and coming. So I think it's the four of them in their own separate leagues, and I think the winners go on, and it you know, might be a Royal Rumble, March Madness-type bracket deal at the end uh, for, you know, you know, um, Bragging rights, if you will. So uh, it'll be fun to do that, and we just kicked that one off today. Um, but anyway, back to ageism. Fuck old people. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. Devontae Adams, I, he's good. I, I can't say to stay away from him. But, you know, you get to be 28, 29 as a running back, you know, 30, 31 as a wide receiver, you know, maybe even earlier than that. Maybe 29 as a wide receiver, right? You know, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins now is kind of falling into to this window. And if you stock up on too much, you're just destined for a disappointment. Because whether it's injury or just the year that they end up falling off the cliff, you know, I mean, it, it was it, watching AJ Green get old was depressing, especially as a fantasy football owner. And you're like, God damn, that guy won me leagues, leagues, and he is just gone now. I mean, and I I don't know if it was quick because he got hurt, but I mean, he was awesome, got hurt, came back, wasn't even close to what he was, right? I mean, David Johnson, or he, he was. I mean, God, his career running back, obviously, but you know, he went from league winner to out of the league. I think Arian Foster kind of had the same projection, right? Usually happens more so with running backs than anything else because they tend to fall off quick. But, I mean, you see it with wide receivers, too, when you're not just expecting it because all of a sudden it's like they're not getting separation. Things change. Beware of age is my uh, is my bit for you there. Um, now, also, not all the people that you want are actually going to get drafted. This is like later rounds. But this also falls in line with... The, you know, front running, if you will, right? I think front running's earlier in drafts. The point that I'm trying to get here is later in drafts. So you can go through your drafts afterward. I think I had talked with my brother when we were talking about wide receivers. I think I had talked about Alec Pierce from the Colts. Uh, and I was kind of looking at him, and all of a sudden I looked, and he I didn't get drafted in any of the leagues that I was looking at. I was like, oh, really? Okay. I think I talked about Brock Purdy as a quarterback getting drafted. I'm looking at my one league right now. Happened Saturday night. He didn't even get drafted. I uh, love not drafted. Howell not drafted. Uh, you know, go down Nunjoku. This is a wide receiver tight end, so it doesn't really translate there. But Isaiah Hodgins, Giants, could be one two in their pecking order wide receiver. Didn't get drafted. Uh, you know, you just go down the list and just know that those fringe guys. Might not get picked up. So the question becomes to you, do I want to take the risk there or do I want to go with something that's a little more guaranteed and maybe I can pick them up after week one or week two, right? Tough to forecast that and predict that, obviously. So, you know, it's kind of a, it's a tough to use uh, piece of advice. 
However, you know, just don't stretch toward the end. Find something that, that's going to play that you can sit back on and leave the question marks for the waiver pool, if you will. Um, you know, some people are just dead set on people that they want, and I'm not telling you to do anything different. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, don't be surprised if all of a sudden you go after two guys in these two leagues, you get them, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm going to take a break from them on these other leagues, and, and they're in every one of the leagues. Oh, shit. <laughs> why, is, why is Alec Pierce in every one of these leagues waiver wire? Because nobody wanted them except for me. Uh, and, and that goes, again, to, you know, don't reach, don't stretch, etc. Uh, number nine. Talking about picking guys up on the waiver wire, have a waiver strategy. Now, waivers obviously vary if you're going to end up doing fab, if you're going to end up doing first come, first serve with, uh, you know, with the waiver wire itself, reverse order, etc. Um, I, I have been involved in a lot of different waiver situations. I, I think they all suck. Um, they're needed. You have to, obviously. But... Um, the thing about fab I've never been able to understand is, I, you know, I, how do you know what everybody's bidding, right? Unless it's just a blind, unless it's a bid all the way up until, you know, I, in, until the waiver cracks. But, you know, I, I want to be able to see what everybody else is bidding to be able to assess how much that person is and do I want to invest that rather than say, oh, okay, I want... This guy super hot. I you know, player running back X went down, and now I want the backup. Nobody picked him up. He's right there. I'm going to invest twenty five dollars. Well, somebody just spent seventy five and spent. Oh shit! I would spend seventy six. So you know, I have issues with Fab. I, people swear by it and think it's an infinitely better system. It could be. I'm just not familiar with it. I, I think that the draft was the way it is. You invert that shit, and then it's. You know, first come, first serve after the waiver wire process. That ends up becoming a nightmare because then whoever's getting up at, you know, six, seven o'clock in the morning and beating everybody else there, is that fair? You know, there is no fair way to do it, which is unfortunate. But, um, you know, you got to understand the waiver wire, how it works, and you have to have a strategy to it. You got to pay attention because you have to be able to adjust your lineup in the season. If you're not going to actively try to adjust your lineup and keep up with the Joneses, you're going to get smoked. It's going to be no good. Big fat whammy for you. And then finally, number 10. Screw bye weeks. Screw them. If you could take my whole roster off for one week, great. I'd take it. I'd take it every single year. Less to think about and less to tinker with. Everybody's done. I lose one week, and then I come back the week after that, and I've got everybody, and I don't have to worry about anything. I lost that one. It was, you know, basically a bye week for me, and some other team lucked out and just got a free win. Okay, fine. But now I don't have to worry about cutting this player and having this on my bench and et cetera, et cetera. You know, I mean, it never works out like that, but what I'm saying is I wouldn't draft trying to find my backup quarterback for the year. If you got two quarterbacks you like and you want to keep them, you're not going to pick up quarterback two because he's got the same bye week? Bullshit. You're, you should grab him. And then if you got to go out and get a third one week of, I mean, go out and get one week of. You know, what are you going to do? You know, I, I've never, I used to care a lot about bye weeks, and I just found that it was, it was running against me. It didn't work. 
and I was doing myself a disservice because I ended up tinkering with my my roster more than I should. And I guess as a bonus, as a bonus little uh, spot here, um, don't tinker too much, right? My brother out there who may or may not listen to this specific episode, I don't know, um, he is a... Like, he is the grand poobah of tinkering. Loves to tinker. Cut this guy, add this guy, cut this guy, add this guy, add, add, cut, 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 add, 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 add. You're like, what? And he's like, I I got somebody. I got somebody. You didn't. I found the guy. And I'm just kind of like, I I don't know. It's just too much for me. It's just too much for me. I, I, you know, it just makes my head spin. I, I just can't. I can't do roster burn. Roster churn, I should say. And I would say to anyone out there... Unless you are a master of the roster churn, I would be very wary about constantly turning over those slots in your roster. Because sure as shit, you are going to wake up one Monday morning and you're going to be like, I can't believe I had that guy on my bench and I cut him. Because he didn't play in the first two weeks and I didn't want to hold on to him. And then that guy's on your, you know, your brother's team, and he runs off and ends up going all the way to the finals with said character. And you're just like, ah, <laughs> I just sat, I just sat on my hands. Now there, there is a time to cut bait and get rid of guys for sure, but you got to hold out a little bit of patience, especially if they're guys that you drafted, you know, for strategy. Now I'm not, I'm not saying to treat it like a, a bad stock position and hold on to it as it just keeps accelerating in into the toilet. I you know, don't get me wrong. You got to be able to cut bait at some point. But you also have to understand that some of your reaches that you go out there are going to need time because they just do. Especially younger players, right? We were talking about that earlier with wide receivers and running backs. Sometimes they need to, time to develop. So, don't uh don't don't give up hope early, right? So, so I gave you 10 plus a 1, so I gave you a, a cool 11. Yo, 11! Yo, 11! And you can take those now for the next week and apply them and see if any of that helps you out. And if it doesn't, I don't know, shit's free. You know, I, we, do, we don't get much free shit nowadays, right? Not at, uh, you know, 7% interest rates on mortgages and all the other inflation. I'm paying, you know, 10 bucks for a... Eight pack of seltzer for crying out loud. So there's not much free stuff in the world. And I just gave you 11 little free, possibly terrible, but free nonetheless uh, tips and tricks for your fantasy football enjoyment. So good luck to all of your drafts. Again, we will try to get in the running back show uh, in the next couple of days while there still is time to get it in. Uh, after that, you know, it's going to get this weekend. Everybody's going to be doing their drafts and they'll be too late. So we'll try to fit that in. And until then, thank you for listening. Peace out.